the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. We're so glad that you're with us because you're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Hey, guys. Happy Good Friday. Good morning. Good happy morning. Friday. Yes. We're already in double digits in February. February yeah. 10th. Wow. Yes. Oh, quick reminder. Valentine's Day is next Tuesday. That's right. Just a reminder. That's <laughs> right. That's you hear that, huh, Jeff? Andy? Just a reminder. That's right. Actually, he knows. It's me. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I need a Oh, you're reminding yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk more about Valentine's Day with Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, a little bit later. Oh, good. But today is the Feast of St. Scholastica. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As we celebrate anew the memorial of the Virgin Saint Scholastica, we pray, O Lord, that following her example, we may serve you with pure love and happily receive what comes from loving you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Saint Scholastica, pray for us pray for us we have a great show for you today but first of all i want to give you these dates monday march 6th through friday march 10th it's a whole week and it's our spring drive time it is coming up just a few weeks away so save those dates in six minutes steve shulkins joins us he's with shulkins communications but he's also very passionate about the men's emmaus retreat he's going to tell us about his testimony on this retreat and just a last minute plug to get some men to go to this retreat you guys we've talked to will newell about it on monday we're going to continue that discussion today in 18 minutes, another Steve joins us, Steve Ray. He's a Catholic convert and pilgrimage leader. And today he's going to talk about the feast day of the shipwreck of St. Paul. I don't know much about this oh. feast day at all, but I will after hearing from Steve today. So looking forward to that conversation that's coming up in 18 minutes. In 35 minutes, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us. And in 48 minutes, Sarah Chrismeyer joins us to talk about living the word Catholic Women's Bible Podcast. So another podcast you can subscribe to or follow and listen on the go. So looking forward to today's guests and Damien, looking forward to the weather report. What do you have for us? Well, it's going to be cloudy today, to oh. say the least, and uh, that's going to continue. It's going to keep our temperatures hovering in and around the mid-60s. Okay, so uh, it will be a little chilly, though, because our winds are blowing out of the north right now at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No rain expected until tomorrow. And that's when you're going to wake up and the wet and chilly conditions are going to exist with the high hovering around 50 most of the day. So if you're going to any parades tomorrow during the day, make sure you bring some rain gear, to say the least, mm -hmm. and something that's going to keep you warm and dry. Uh, that's going to clear out by 
by about mid-afternoon tomorrow with winds picking up to about 15 miles an hour out of the north. So again, the chilly conditions will continue. But Sunday and Monday, very nice, high in the 60s, chilly, but uh, overall should be great uh, for Sunday and Monday. Temperatures right now, everybody in the 50s. It's 57 in Homa Thibodeau as well as in New Orleans. Elsewhere, 54 on the North Shore. Biloxi, it's 56. And in Baton Rouge, the capital city, it's 53 degrees. Plan to go to any parades? Yeah, but I was thinking you promised us a sunny weekend, so I'm confused about that. <laughs> it, it, it is going to be sunny. It didn't work. Okay, <laughs> okay. The, the, this other front just got delayed. Surprise. Okay. Oh, got delayed. So okay. it slowed okay. down. So just Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, just Saturday. Okay. That's okay. right. We're good. Okay. We, we can do that. Right. Mid morning, we ought to say goodbye to the wet stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. So, okay. Good. In the meantime, we're not saying goodbye to you. We're saying good morning. Stick around. Good Friday morning. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Mark chapter 7. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Thank you, Father Chris. Eight after the hour on a Friday morning and a happy one at that. So glad you could join us. Joining us now, Steve Shulkins. He is with Shulkins Communications, and he's here to talk about a Mayus retreat that's taking place in New Orleans, going to start and end at St. Dominic's. Good morning, Steve. Damien, good morning to you and your whole crew there at WQNO, and I'm so glad to be back. And uh, yes, the Emmaus Men's Retreat is actually the first weekend in Lent, so it's a great way to launch your Lenten season is by spending a weekend with us at beautiful Rosaryville and having across the lake. And uh, we've got uh, several people signed up already, but we still have a few openings, and that's why I'm hoping to talk to you so maybe we can get a few of the guys that are listening this morning to say yes it's time yes and, it's time and for me to go i i agree with you a retreat especially to kick off lent you guys couldn't time this any better is february 24th through the 26th share everyone real quick kind of what they're going to experience and then I, w- I would love to get your testimony as well because i know you've made one yeah this will be my 12th retreat over the last seven years we do this twice a year uh usually in the winter january february and then again in the summer in july august and the road to emmaus if everybody's familiar with the passage from luke about the two disciples walking on the road and then suddenly a third person joins them and they don't realize at first that it's jesus Mm -hmm. until they get to the house and they have dinner and they he breaks the bread and at that point they realize oh my god this is jesus with us and it's you know what really grabs me and what what changed my life in this retreat damien was the fact that that verse in in the gospel that says their eyes were prevented from seeing him 
And before I got to the Emmaus Men's Retreat, my eyes were prevented from seeing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And this retreat opened my eyes up. And just as you heard in the gospel this morning, uh, Jesus was opening up the man's ears. And I'm thinking, too, that maybe my ears and my eyes both need to be opened because they were closed. A lot of us have closed eyes and ears. We said, we pray and we say the rosary and we go to Mass, mm-hmm. but are our eyes really open? And that's what this retreat personally did for me, was that it opened my eyes, it opened my ears, it opened my heart. And then finally, in that, in that Gospel verse, you read, ah, and our eyes were opened. And I think at the end of this retreat, if anybody goes on it, uh, February 24th through 26th at Rosherville, they'll they'll experience that opening and wide opening as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, a lot of this is different than a Manresa retreat, correct? Because Manresa, it's pretty much a silent retreat, but that doesn't happen so much here. You know. It's hard to compare retreats. Everybody That's right. No, it is. But I, I, I want and, people and, to realize that they're going, uh, and this is going to be a totally different experience. Yeah, that's the first question you actually get asked by anybody. When you're talking to them about the Emmaus Men's Retreat, is it like, is it like me and Reese? That's <laughs> the first question you get. And, um, you know, nothing like it. Um, you know, in, in many ways, it's always it's different in many ways, but... Um, you know, this this really brings you through that entire verse. It, it it puts you on the road with another man, and your spiritual journey together. And then suddenly during the weekend, you are joined by Jesus. That is awesome. And uh, is there a cost? And if so, uh, how do they go about registering before it's too late? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because we made it as easy as possible for everyone. And you just go to the Saint Dominic uh, Parish website. And on there, under the banner uh, of under news, the tab that says news, if you click there, there's a registration form that you can actually fill out very easily on on your laptop, computer, cell phone, and your registration can be done automatically with your payment, which is 250. But as you know, uh, we don't turn anybody down for uh, financial reasons. So if there's somebody out there that wants to turn their life around, that wants to open their eyes that wants to hit the reset button and begin a new life with us, and they don't have the means, we can take care of that. We have a scholarship fund. So um, we, we would love anybody to come. It's 250 for those that can't afford it, and it starts again Friday, February 24th at 5 o'clock. We meet at St. Dominic, and then we go over together across the lake to Rosierville and Hammond, and we come back on, on Sunday afternoon, and then all the, the new Emmaus brothers, we celebrate Mass at 5.30 at St. Dominic. So if you're interested, the website for St. Dominic is stdominicparish.com. stdominicparish.com. If you go to that website and you look under the tab that says News, you'll find a complete fillable registration form there that you can take care, care of it all in one fell swoop. Wonderful. Steve Shulkins, thank you so much for being with us this morning and sharing your testimony as well as what one would experience at the upcoming Emmaus Retreat. Damien, thank you, and Gabby, and Jeff, and the entire WQNO Almighty 690 crew. Thank hey, you. hey, baby. You Thanks, Steve. You got it. All right. We'll get Steve to do a promo uh, for yeah. us next time. Yes. Wow. What y'all think? Yes. Uh, good job. I, I also want to uh, mention real quick um, – 
Theology in a Bottle is coming up. It's an adult education ministry. It's going to be this Sunday, the 12th of February, at 645 at St. Margaret Room at St. Margaret, Queen of Scotland Catholic Church in Albany. So uh, if you want to go, it's great. Jason Angelette is going to be doing the presentation. And so uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about theology and uh, hang out with some friends, uh, that's at St. Margaret, Queen of Scotland Catholic Church in Albany, 645 on Sunday. All right, folks, coming up, we got the next Steve on the agenda, and that happens to be Steve Ray. We are going to learn about the feast day of the shipwreck of St. Paul. I know nothing about it other than what I read up on it. But after, I'm going to be well-versed. That's right. So, all right. It's 15 after on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 10th. Today we celebrate Saint Scholastica. Twin Scholastica and her brother Benedict were born in Italy in 480. Little is known of their early life, though we do know that brother and sister were separated when Benedict left home to study in Rome. Years later, when Benedict established a monastery at Monte Cassino, Scholastica used his rule to found a religious community for women five miles away. The two visited each other annually. Because women were not permitted inside the monastery, a nearby farmhouse became their meeting place. There, brother and sister would spend hours praying and discussing spiritual matters. Around the year 542, they had their final meeting. Sensing her death was close at hand, Scholastica begged Benedict to stay with her until the next day. He protested that he couldn't spend a night outside the monastery without violating his community's rules, but a severe thunderstorm broke out and prevented him from leaving. Scholastica considered it God's answer to her prayer. Brother and sister parted the next morning. Three days later, Scholastica died. She was buried in the tomb Benedict had prepared for himself. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. And we're moving right along on this Friday morning, 19 after the hour. Welcome back to Wake Up, Damian Colado, along with Alicia Quibito, Gabby Smith. And our guest now, our regular Steve Ray, good friend of ours and a Catholic convert and pilgrimage leader. And he's here today to talk about the feast day of the shipwreck of St. Paul. And I'm glad he is because I know nothing about it other than what I've, a little bit I've read. Steve, good morning. And Tell us all about this Good feast morning. day, buddy. Good morning, Damien. I know that the main feast uh, today is for St. Scholastica, right? but the church is just rich with all of these feasts and memories that it brings to our minds. And if you get a, some, go back and look in some of the missals and so on, you'll see that there's, all, there's oftentimes more than one thing being celebrated. And today, if you lived on the island of Malta, which is just south of Sicily in Italy, this is their national day. This is the big wow. feast day of the whole year on the island of Malta because that's where St. Paul had a shipwreck and came swimming, sopping wet up onto <laughs> the shore. 
And uh, I put up a video today on my blog at catholicconvert.com where when I was on the island of Malta giving conferences there a couple years ago, uh, I went out and found the place where Paul was shipwrecked, and it was uh, big waves, and I, you know, you just stand there and you imagine what it must have been like. So if you want to see the place and get a little bit of a history of Malta and what happened there, it's on my website today at catholicconvert.com. And as you said, the whole island celebrates it. Was he the first to establish Christianity on the island? Because it's a pretty dominant Catholic island now. Oh, 95% Catholic there now. Yeah, there's about 500,000 people live there. Only 122 square miles. So it's just a small nation island. It's its own nation. 95% Roman Catholic, not just Christian, but 95% Roman Catholic. And uh, yes, it, it, uh, it is a beautiful island, and it's very Catholic. There's churches all around there. And Paul brought the religion, he brought Christianity there. And one of the things that happened was that um, the governors, the house of the governor, Publius, he was sick, and Paul healed him, and they were amazed by that. And also when he, he built a fire, because there was 176 men on that ship, it was pretty, must have been a pretty big merchant ship, and 276, I'm sorry, and they made a big fire on the shore, and when they grabbed some wood, a viper, a snake, came out of the the wood and bit Paul on the hand. Everybody stepped back and thought he was going to die. This was a poisonous snake, and if you get bit by it, you die. Now, there's no snakes on Malta anymore. It's just like they think it's a miracle of God that after this, Paul cleared the island of snakes, but he got bit, and they all stepped back and waited for him to die, and he just went on and carried on like nothing. He didn't die, and so they all thought that he was a god, and they all start making sacrifices to him, and he says, no, 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 I'm just I'm just like all of you. I'm just a human being, but I, I serve the living God, and he protects me. So the whole island became Catholic at that point and has been ever since. Wow. Uh, at one time, there were a lot of priests uh, coming out of Malta. Is is that still true, Steve? I don't think there's as many as coming out of Malta now as there were at one time, although there's a church right near us so where we go to confession that has a Maltese priest. Um, I think a lot of the priests today are coming from India and places like mm. that. I mean, India has more priests than any country in the world, new priests mm. coming out. But this, this shipwreck is interesting because Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he's explaining all the ordeals and the suffering he's gone through for Christ, and he says, I've been shipwrecked three times. And one night I spent a day and a night in the deep. So in other words, he was <laughs> floating on a piece of driftwood for mm. like 24 hours out. In, and I just got back. We take our groups on, uh, we take a cruise every two years in the Mediterranean following all the footprints of St. Paul. And we, I always tell people, go up on the deck at night, especially if it's a windy night. And imagine when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, you can't see any lights along any shores. It's, you're, we're crossing across the Mediterranean from Greece to Turkey. And just go out and imagine what it would be like to all of a sudden hit something and everything mm. is cracking and creaking and the ship is going down. And you know you're going to be the rest of the night out in the water floating if you survive. Well, Paul said he, he did that three times, but we know that this one in Acts, Chapter 26 and 27 mm -hmm. was a fourth time 
because that happened after he wrote Second Corinthians. So Paul has spent that. You know, when you go on a cruise today, when we take our groups every uh, every other year, we're going to do it again in 2024 in October. And you know, you get nice cabins, and there's restaurants everywhere, and they're serving martinis on the deck. <laughs> but when you traveled back in those days, there were no cruise liners for <laughs> for uh, tourists. These were merchant ships that were carrying wheat. In fact, that's what it was. Grain was coming from. Uh, Alexandria, Egypt, which was like the breadbasket of the Roman Empire, and the wheat would go across the Mediterranean, skip through the islands, the Greek islands, and then go to Rome. And that's what Paul would, and if you wanted to get a ship ride, which was easier, because if you wanted to walk all the way to Rome, that would be like months to get there. But if you got on a ship, you could get there much quicker. It's kind of like the freeways of ancient times. And you had to stay on the deck the bottom of the ship was all for the grain. You had to rent space on the deck of the ship, and you like you'd get ten square feet that you would rent, and you'd have to put up your own kind of like a shelter tent and bring your own food and everything. And guess where you went to the bathroom when you had to go to the bathroom? You go sit on the side of the ship and <laughs> go over the side. And so imagine this is how Paul traveled, and and to be out on the deck on a stormy night. Can you imagine sleeping on the deck of a ship yeah. on a stormy night? This is what Paul did. What, what we can learn from this is what Paul actually suffered for Jesus Christ. We think today, oh, we suffer for Jesus. Oh, we have our crosses we bear. Oh, come on. Look at what Paul went through to bring the gospel of, of Jesus Christ to Malta and to Rome. He suffered big time. Yeah, his intention was not to stop in Malta. I mean, right. if it wasn't for the no. shipwreck, he would not never gone because he was headed to Rome from Jerusalem, right? He was as a prisoner, no less. As he a prisoner, yeah, that's the. Uh, I was going to say they also transported prisoners on those type of ships. Yep, and so not only were you uncomfortable, but you were also in chains, which made uh, chains mm. around your legs and your arms. That he said that he was chained to you know other soldiers, and so that made it doubly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, after you know chatting with you, I'm going to go back and read. I think it's Acts twenty six, twenty seven. You said twenty seven yeah, for sure. Those two and. Yep, yeah. and we know, who do we know was with him? Luke. Why do we know Luke was with him? Because when the book of Acts, Luke is the author, and it, it's our, there's some sections called the we sections, W-E, because Paul is, the story of Paul goes on and on, and all of a sudden, instead of Paul did this and Paul did that, it changes to we did this and we did that. That mm -hmm. shows that Luke is now with him at that point in his story of the book of Acts. And we know that Luke was on that ship because it's a we were here. Ah. <laughs> we did this. Wow. So now, they... Luke was a physician, and he was a historian and a doctor, and he was with Paul, one of his most loyal faith followers, right up to the end. Yeah. Uh -huh. So as they say, the moral to the story, what can we learn from uh, St. Paul in, in, in not only this adventure, but his other shipwrecks? There's well, something we, to we it, can you know? We can learn that God has given us some great heroes, and that's why we celebrate today, to remember that. But if it just slips by, it sails by, let's say, <laughs> and we don't pay attention, we don't get these lessons. But if we stop and look at what St. Paul did, and I give talks on him. I made a movie, by the way. I, you want to see a movie. It's called Paul Contending for the Faith. I filmed that in six countries. And Paul was a, an incredible man, not just a, an evangelist and an apostle, but just an incredible man. He was solid, focused. He never took his eyes off Jesus Christ. And, he tell, and his life says this. 
focus on Jesus Christ, the crown of life, the, the golden crown you're going to get of eternal life at the end. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Do not be tempted by sin. Do not look. And, and today he would tell men, stay away from pornography. Stay away from all of these things that will drag you right to hell. Keep your eye on Jesus Christ and run the race casting aside anything that would encumber you, because the goal is to get to heaven. Everything here on earth is only in preparation for that. That's right. We're just in the race right now. Before we wrap up, I always like in the final minute, share with us your upcoming adventures, because you always have a handful. (laughs) Yeah, we're leaving on Sunday for Israel. We've got two sold-out back-to-back groups. I have a group coming and they leave. I got two days with my wife to rest. Then we got another group coming. We're actually starting a thing called Inheritance Pilgrimage. You can look that up on the internet, Inheritance Pilgrimage, where we're starting to take young college students over there. We're going to immerse them in the Bible and in the land so that they don't lose the faith when they go through college. We want them to stay Catholic and you immerse them in the land over there. And we've got a full bus of, of, of college kids from Ave Maria University in Florida. But we also have a trip coming up to Poland. Poland in August, one of the most wow. wonderful Catholic destinations today. St. Paul mm-hmm. Cruz the following year, and uh, and we've got already some of our trips to the Israel are sold out this year, but we have five more going this year. Two of them are already sold out. Wow. And wow. Steve, where do they go to, to find out about the pilgrimages and all the adventures that you guys have? Where do they go? Everything, everything you can find at CatholicConvert.com. Our pilgrimages are up there. Also, the movie on Paul, uh, Paul crashing on, on Malta. We have that video where I discovered that. And uh, my new book on Genesis is coming out in April. Oh, wow. Wonderful. All right, buddy. Thank you for your time, and God bless you, and safe travels. Thank you. God bless you. Keep up the good work down there in Louisiana where it's a whole lot warmer than it is up here in Michigan. There you go. All right, we will. And you take care. Steve Ray, Catholic convert and just a good friend of Catholic Community Radio. And uh, it's always fun to talk to him. It is. Yeah, I, it is. I, I always, when I think about it, I go, does he ever sleep? That's what I was just yeah. thinking. Yeah. Just thinking. One time her. we talked to him, he's always got that pep in his step. Well, we're going to talk to the Catholic foodie, Jeff Young, in just a minute. And after he tells you what you can eat, you'll be able to go take a sleep and take a nap. It is 30 After on Waco. Good morning. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. It's Foodie Friday, y'all. Jeff Young is joining us. He is the founder and producer of the Catholic Foodie blog and podcast. He is the Catholic Foodie. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How y'all doing? Great. How about you? I'm doing okay. Oh. I mean, we got all the things happening, you know, <laughs> Mardi Gras. All the things, is, yep. Uh, throwing down the gauntlet here over the next two weekends. And That's right. I think we have another little holiday thrown there in the middle. I think you're right. Valentine's. Yeah, a little feast day, St. Valentine happening next Tuesday, right? Yeah. I know. I yeah. know. It's just this, this year is like cruising along you know right it is it is so let me ask y'all let me ask you this because it is tuesday yes so because everybody's different every family's different if you do anything for valentine's day do you are you going to do it on that day got to do it on the day do it on a different day oh no i'm gonna do it on the day that's me but yeah why some people do it on a different day (laughs) yes (laughs) 
So I have a friend in the restaurant business, and she said that it's so, if you don't get your reservations in early, Mm -hmm. you you know, you can't go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, but she said it doesn't matter because in the restaurant business, every day during the week of Valentine's is Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, I remember going back like three decades, you know, Mm -hmm. but working in the restaurant industry and valentine's it's like you you loved it and you hated it because it was just Mm -hmm. so busy and you had the chance of making some good money but um you know it's just amazing it's just this influx it was all on the day and that's one of the reasons i brought this up because i know as you know as catholics we have these feast days some of them are movable right Mm -hmm. the church moves these feast days to like a a close you know like a closest sunday let's say yeah and they do that so that more people can actually participate in all that. Now, I'm kind of a, a, I guess, a historical purist. You know, I like mm-hmm. to do it. I like, I'd like to do it on the day. Yeah. Right. This is the day, and I, I should be entering into God's calendar, not making Him enter into my own. Mm-hmm. But I will say that something like Valentine's over the because over the years, you know, you get a little older, sometimes a little wiser. <laughs> not always, but sometimes. <laughs> And, and there are things that change. Like, we used to do the whole the ritual, right, on Valentine's Day, and we'd do the restaurant, and it was just, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you kind of wonder, I mean, there's so many different ways to do something special. Yes. Right? And it's, you know, we can go to a restaurant anytime. Mm-hmm. And we love to cook, of course. But I remember one year, this was probably seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer, um, Char had a great idea. Instead of doing that, we were going to eat at home. We we got lobsters. We we picked up uh-huh. some lobsters, and uh, our son was going to be the the waiter. Mm-hmm. And you know, our daughters kind of contributed. Everything everything was was we had. They set up the table outside on the front uh, porch. Aww. We had a nice little table, the linen, everything. You know, eating with with nice uh, china, all that stuff, little bottle of wine, candles, all of that. And we had dinner on the front porch, lobster, with, you know, our children serving us as uh, waiters. And they loved it. They thought it was just so cool and special and different. And we we enjoyed it. We had a great great time. And that was something we did at home. And it's, you know, we splurged on lobster, but you could do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And, And so along... Along the same lines, like we always buy flowers, right, and mm-hmm. cards, and 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 all of that, and that's all good, and it's all great stuff. But I'm going to say the same thing now that I said. I think it was uh, as we were getting close to Christmas. You know, there's just something about making something with your own hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe writing a letter. Mm-hmm. How about this? How about a how about a love note? Uh, right. Yep. Haven't written a love note in a while. Forever. Yeah. Great, uh, right? <laughs> now it's, it's a, like, please stop at the store and pick up. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can buy a card with stuff written in it, but That's write your right. own stuff too. You yeah. know, and just doing something idea. like that from from the heart, from the hand. Yeah. Right? It's art. Yeah. It's made. Exactly. It's something that's made. That's. I yeah. love that idea, Jeff. That's a great idea. You know, I was noticing that there's a lake, local pizza joint. So if you have kids and you want to get your kids involved, there's a local pizza place that um, you can order a heart-shaped crust and all okay. the fixings and put the pizza together at home and have a heart-shaped pizza, oh, wow. which would be so cute. fun oh, to do with kids. Awesome. You know? That is awesome. Because we celebrate, yeah, you know, Valentine's with our kids, too. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I mean, there's, 
you know, uh, you may want to buy them some uh, toothpaste, you know, an extra toothbrush or something yeah. after Valentine's. But cause it's all like, I mean, the candy. I mean, kids love the candy. That's what yeah. Zelly's been talking about the candy for the last, you know, oh. two weeks. She can't wait to have her Valentine thing at school. You know? Oh, her exchange. Yeah, uh-huh. that's fine. That's fine. It's you, all, you yeah, it's a, miss that it's like a different version of uh, Halloween in it, a way. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But you do miss it that is. when your kids get older, that the whole excitement of them, uh, you know, when they're old enough to start writing their name on all those little Valentines mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. decorating their little box for it. Um, but yes, yeah. my kids enjoy the candy too. It's kind of like Easter. It's a good idea when the bunny puts um, some toothpaste and a toothbrush in there, right? <laughs> After all that That's candy. Right. Right. <laughs> After all that but candy. You know, I love, one thing I love about it too for little kids is that it, it's almost like a an opportunity for formation. Yes. Right? For education and formation and thinking about other people. Mm. And it's just so neat to watch, like, you know, Zelly's seven and a half, and to watch her. She was so excited by the candy, yes. But she's been mm. talking about, oh, I want to give so-and-so this. Yeah. I want to do a special card for so-and-so, yeah. right? All her friends. And it's just such a perfect opportunity to take the eyes off of self, right? Mm-hmm. And to, to think, what can I do to to make somebody else feel special. Mm-hmm. That's so great. That's so great. Does, yeah. So does she sign all of her uh, Valentines herself, Jeff? She puts them all together? Because I know oh, when you she, get... She signs them. She draws pictures on them. Oh, my God. I mean, oh it's, my God. It's, uh, awesome. it's like a... It's a big old project. I want a Valentine from <laughs> Sally, I'm just saying. Well, another thing, another tradition, well, one tradition we have, I've always given my son a Valentine's Day card mm-hmm. and a little piece of candy since he was like two, three years old. Mm-hmm. And that's tradition. And I didn't think about doing that um, until I saw someone else do it. That was a great idea to get a Valentine's Day card for your mom. So I love doing that for my son to make oh, him yeah. feel loved and appreciated that day. Yeah. You know, because when you're, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, you know, I don't know, maybe it's not. I don't know. Cool to get Valentine's, get Valentine's from you know? their parents. I, we always. Yeah. I, I make Valentine Day cards for my wife. Yeah, of uh, course wife. you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know me. I'm a poet and don't know it. That's right. I bet you do know it. I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah. I think he knows it, Jeff. What do you think? So what are your big well, plans? Just, just, he's just so humble, is the thing. <laughs> yes. When you think of Damien Collado, you think humble of modesty. is the first word that comes yeah. to your mind. Modesty. Uh, hey, 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 <laughs> well, Jeff, what, what do you and Char have planned for Valentine's Day? Humble pie. Yes, we still got time, right? We okay, got, we got time. You still got time. I don't know. You still have time. You still have time. <laughs> I do think it's a great idea, Jeff. You always remind us about getting kids in the kitchen. If you have, mm-hmm. uh, if you have children, no matter what their age, even my yeah. big my big kids, mm-hmm. um, it's fun to all be in the kitchen together. And if you need an excuse like Valentine's yeah. Day, Day to do it. It's a great time to do it, don't you think? It is. And look, I had, real quick, I did have someone share a recipe with me recently. It okay. is so decadent. It's like frightening, right? Terribly frightening. But you may, I may send it to you. You could post it. Perfect. It's, a, um, it's an ice cream sandwich lasagna. What? Oh, my Man. goodness. Okay. Quick. Yeah. Layers and layers of ice cream goodness. <laughs> layers of, uh, yeah, ice cream sandwiches on the bottom. You got chocolate syrup. You got caramel. Uh, whipped cream, you got another layer of whatever you want. So it could be like crumbled up Oreos, Heath Bar, whatever, another layer of uh, ice cream sandwiches on top, and then you just decorate it with whatever you want. Oh, oh man, send that to goodness. us. Send that it's to insane. us. It's insane. It's insane. That sounds awesome. That's great. Okay, we'll send it to us, and Gabby can post that in today's Facebook Live video uh, for all of our listeners to go check out that recipe. Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie, let our listeners know where they can find out more about you and the Catholic Foodie. 
CatholicFruity.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm all around. Excellent. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Have a happy Valentine's Day, and we'll chat with you next week about Lent. Sounds great. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, looking forward to that recipe. Gabby's going to post that for everyone. Stick around. Sarah Chrismar joins us to talk about the Living Word Catholic Woman's Bible podcast. So make sure you stick around. It's 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Well, that recipe Jeff was talking about, that ice cream sandwich lasagna, I posted the recipe on Yum. today's Wake Up Friday post. It's the first post you see on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash Catholic Community Media or just search Catholic Community Media in the search bar today. Sarah Chrismeyer joins us next. Today she is talking about Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible Podcast. So go ahead and subscribe to that podcast. If you're doing things around the house, I think this is the perfect time, at least that's what I do, to tune into your favorite episode. Sarah, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Gabby. I'm delighted to be with you. Absolutely. I love learning a little bit more about a new podcast. I feel like I have my different genres. I have like my crime podcast. I have my religious podcast. I have my reality show podcast, whatever I'm in the mood for. I love listening to something different. So tell us a little bit about this one, Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible Podcast. Well, the impetus for it was the publication of a new Bible, Catholic Bible just for women, called the Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible. And um, about 40 uh, women contributed um, content to that Bible just designed to draw women into the Word to meet the Lord and to you know, learn to apply Scripture to their lives and so on. And so the podcast starts out <clears throat> with conversations with those women who contributed. And we're, we basically talk about um, whatever strikes us that day about the Bible. So why we love it, uh, how we read it and understand it, and primarily the difference that it makes in our lives. And then every episode ends up with me praying with whatever the favorite scripture is of the woman I'm speaking with and praying with that scripture with the people who are listening. When you say a Bible that's catered for women, what exactly do you mean by that? Because when we, when I think of the Bible, I think of of everyone can kind of, you know, obviously open it up and and take a mm -hmm. look at Scripture. So, what makes this one so specific and unique? Um, a couple things. Uh, first of all, it's very beautiful, and the the colors in it I think are appealing, and probably I'm sure they're appealing to maybe men also. But we really designed it with women in mind. Uh, but that's um, in addition to that, we highlight a lot of the women of Scripture and tell their stories in a way that uh, sort of makes them relevant to our lives today. And we also have. Um, let's see, quotes from a lot of female saints that are in it, and then um, inspirational articles and reflections on Scripture and sometimes on Catholic teaching that's based on Scripture that comes from the heart of women um, just who are, who are desirous of passing on what they have learned to other women. 
I love it because the Bible has so many strong women uh, that break barriers and are such great role models. So take us through the episodes that are currently published and what can we find when we listen to them? Okay, so we have the first one is with Meg Hunter-Kilmer. And uh, she, she basically encourages people to read through the Bible in a year. Um, she, uh, she's a, uh, a, a young woman who is just absolutely on fire for Scripture and for the Lord, who travels around speaking. And she has a very inspirational way of talking about what the Bible has done for her in her life and encouraging other people to read it and giving practical tips for how to read it. Uh, then there's a, an episode with Gail Summers, who um, wrote a series of reflections in the in the uh, Living Bible, in the Living the Word Bible, about the prayers of faithful women. And so she talks about what we can learn from these really strong women in the Bible who pray, and what we can learn about their prayer in terms of applying that to our own life. And she brings it personal in a in a very uh, lovely way, talking about how. Uh, she has learned from them facing some pretty challenging situations in her own life uh, with the death of her son. Uh, the one, uh, Lisa Hendy of CatholicMom.com talks yeah. about um, God's, the beautiful creation that God has given us and our call to be, um, you know, to be sustainers of that, of that creation and uh, very, very beautifully how that comes out in Scripture. And we have Shannon Wimp-Schmidt who uh, talks about the radical trust that some of the women of the Bible put in, in God, some of the women on the outskirts who nonetheless are loved by God and what we can learn from them in how he reaches out to us. I think that's perfect. Yesterday, we talked to Lear Darrow about cultivation of purpose um, and, and being one with the creation that God has given us, you know, um, going from city life to farm life and how that has radically changed our lives for the better. So many people are, are really moving and doing that transition. I think this is perfect. I especially like the episode on the radical decision to trust <laughs> That is really hard to do. And I think as women, sometimes we're natural warriors at that point. Yeah, we are. And, you know, some of the upcoming guests will be talking about how we, how we deal with worry and how Scripture, mm -hmm. particular Scriptures can help us to deal with our worry and anxiety, but also how memorizing the Word, um, th those things, and spending time in it can actually strengthen us and help us against the anxieties that we face. Mm -hmm. I especially love how you use the word ponder because Mary pondered a lot in scripture. And as a young person, I thought, well, why would she need to do that? She has the son of God. But as a mother, we're constantly pondering, thinking of our children uh, and wondering if we're making the right decision and doing the right thing. So I think this is perfect uh, for something like this. But Sarah, real quick, we have about a minute left. Uh, what was the inspiration behind this podcast? Um, really trying to make women um, feel connected to a larger community of women who all love the Lord and want to get to know Him better and hear Him speak into our lives. And a lot of times we can get isolated in our mm -hmm. own lives, and this is just a way to connect women with other women of faith in growing in faith and passing it on. 
I love that. And you make such a great point. I think sometimes we get uh, discouraged or sometimes we forget who we are as women because we have so many different things, either being a mother, uh, whether it's our career, being a wife, uh, just being a daughter of God. Um, we forget who we are. And I think that we need mm-hmm. to reclaim that and get that back. And I think this podcast is perfect for that reminder. So when are the episodes coming out? Are they weekly, monthly? Yeah, they come out weekly on Thursdays, and it's the Living the Word Bible podcast, uh, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. And there's also a um, on the Ave Maria Press website, uh, the main page will have scripture that we discuss in each episode that you can pray with afterward. Love it. Thank you so much, Sarah Chris Meyer with Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible Podcast. You can go to AveMariaPress.com to find out more information as well. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. You're welcome, and God bless you today. All right. Have a great weekend. Well, you guys, another great podcast to Mm -hmm. listen to whenever you're on the go or doing something. This is a great thing to tune into, I think. That's right. right. Y'all had fun this week? It was a good yeah. week. How yeah. about you? It was a great good interviews. week. Great interviews. Great. Yeah, we great had fun. Show. We're going to wrap up with a prayer to St. Scholastica, okay? All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, God, to show us where innocence leads, you made the soul of your virgin, St. Scholastica, soar to heaven like a dove in flight. Grant through her merits and her prayers that we may so live in innocence as to attain to joys everlasting. This we ask through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Alan Migliorata will have advice for parenting Catholic teenagers. Dr. Tina Holland from Fran U in Baton Rouge joins us. And children's author Claudia McAdam previews her new book, A Miracle from Micah. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.